Hi, I'm Apollonia. You may remember me from Purple Rain as leading lady to Prince, or from my band Apollonia 6. I've starred in films, TV shows, and I've been on the cover of magazines all over the world, including Playboy. I was also an LA Rams cheerleader. I'm going to take you with me. Welcome to my podcast, Apollonia Studio 6. Hi, I'm Apollonia Cotero, and welcome to our podcast, Apollonia Studio 6. And to my right is my co-host, Mr. Seth, Mr. Seth Neblett. Yes. What's happening today? Today we are excited, overjoyed, to have <laughs> a, she's a woman of many hats. Mm-hmm. DJ, artist, activist, songwriter. I was going to save that one to the. To, <laughs> I was going to save that one to the last producer and Grammy award winning songwriter. Mm-hmm. The unbelievable Autumn Rowe is here with us today. Yeah, welcome, Autumn. Wow, I'm going to have to carry that around everywhere I go. Yes, you do. <laughs> Thank you. That is so awesome. And first, happy birthday. Thank happy you. birthday. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. So, My Gemini sister. Yes. Yeah, you're June Gemini? 5th. Oh, yeah. happy yeah. early birthday. Thank you. Thank so you, you just had a birthday. So tell us, what did you do for your birthday? If you don't mind me asking, I'm... Well, Newsy. I wasn't feeling very festive uh, mm. because of the world's current events. Yeah. Yes. So yes, I actually yes, asked yes. Um, people to not give me presents and to donate to every town. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I just spent the day with my mom and my husband, and we went to breakfast in Santa Monica and went for a chill dinner. And this was the most chill birthday I think I've ever had. Mm-hmm. But okay. I just didn't feel like celebrating while so many lives have been lost. Right. Understandable. And like... I've had a pretty good year, mm-hmm. I have to say, and I've celebrated like a lot of awesome things, but I just didn't have, I don't know, didn't feel like the right time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, that was a, a tough day for I mean, yeah. the world. Yes, definitely. Tough indeed. Definitely. So, wow. And you said Grammy Award. Grammy Award winner. Winner this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. That's right. Album of the year. <laughs> yep. Go for it. We Are, name of the album? Yes, We Are. Mm Jean-Baptiste? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How many of those songs did you co-write or write for that album? Five. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And was also nominated Mm -hmm. for Best Song. Record of the Year. The Record of the Year with Mm -hmm. Freedom. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So... Wow. Is this your first Grammy nomination or have have you had others? It's my first. Wow. Yeah, it's like and crazy. You won. <laughs> I know. <laughs> wow. It's crazy. Wow. How, I know. How has your life changed since then? Um I feel like I like some people have more of like treated me differently mm-hmm. as which has been interesting like it's been weird some yeah. things like some people will ask to take a picture with me now that mm-hmm. like have seen me a thousand times yeah. you know like I'm the same exact person I've been like yeah, forever right. yeah um so some of those things have changed which I find kind of strange but <laughs> some of the good things like I feel like um different artists maybe I've been trying to reach out to have more have access to now yeah mm-hmm. which is really cool and um I guess kind of the biggest thing though is like more belief in myself. Mm-hmm. and um, more belief in, like, pursuing the things I really believe in, regardless of 
what anyone else says, regardless if they're popular or not, regardless of anything. Like if I really believe something is, is, uh, if it resonates with me to Mm -hmm. go pursue it Mm -hmm. and just keep going, you know, on that path. And that's what I've been doing. And that's, you know, it's it's a scary thing to do sometimes because Mm -hmm. a lot of the things I like to pursue are often against the grain of what's Mm -hmm. like happening at the moment. Right. I've always been someone who's like either like a, a bit ahead mm-hmm. of things. Like I used to go to Europe a lot. Um, when like really be into like drum and bass music or dubstep back in the day when that didn't that wasn't even a thing in the US yet. So I come right. back here and I'm like, oh, I'm working on this. Or I just met these guys from Paris, blah, blah, blah. And I come back here and they're like, what is that? I've never right. heard music. You know, yeah. so I've always kind of been like in my own lane. Yeah, yeah fast forward. Yeah. yeah. And now I feel like, you know, when I have those feelings, just go for it yeah. 100%, yeah. regardless of anyone else's opinions. And um, yeah, I think I think that's kind of like what being an artist is. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Singer, songwriter, DJ, mm-hmm. record producer, vocal coach, yep. TV personality, and activist. You were born May 25th, just not that long ago, uh, in the South Bronx, New York. The Boogie yes. Down Bronx. The BX. <laughs> so, so tell us about your early days. Yeah. Being brought up there and how that you know, made you, you know, so fiercely independent and yeah. creative. Yeah. So I grew up in the South Bronx in the 80s, which was a very uh, tough place to grow up in. Mm-hmm. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, refer to... Movies like New Jack City or, you yeah. know, like, yeah, yeah. Right. please do some homework. Yeah. Um, but that was real. I was raised by, my mom's Jewish, so I was mm-hmm. raised by a Jewish woman. Mm-hmm. In the, and my father was black uh, mm-hmm. in the South Bronx. And, you know, there were not many women that looked like her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. it was a interesting experience. We were super duper duper poor. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, all you really have are like your dreams and your aspirations and that's it, right? You know, but kind of like what we kind of touched on yesterday on Instagram a little bit. Like growing up, I didn't see a lot of women who looked like me mm-hmm. doing a lot of positive things. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like I remember Oprah, but like, right? Yeah. I didn't remember seeing a lot of examples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember even like the first time I saw Mariah Carey on TV was the first time I ever saw another mixed person mm-hmm. in my really? life. Yeah. I've never seen one. Wow. I was like, wait, there's other mixed people? Like, like me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like me. Yeah. I had no idea. Like, I would just pass for Hispanic growing up mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and we, we call now Afro-Latina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We didn't know that then. Yeah. A lot of people would just mm-hmm. assume, you know, I was Dominican or Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. like my friends. And I would correct them, but they still would talk Spanish to me. So I was just like, whatever at this point. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> like yeah. I'm tired of explaining things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really hard. And um, but we had a lot of culture. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of music. Like mm-hmm. you open your window in the projects, and there was always a DJ playing in the park. Mm-hmm. You right. Know? And that's how like I learned a lot of hip hop. Right. Um, I remember like going to was this junior high school? I think it was junior high school. Yeah. And I on at the bus stop, I'd see Fat Joe mm-hmm. standing outside a store. Wow. No know? way. Yeah. He had a store, Fat Joe's halftime. And like I used to always see him just literally standing outside a store, like waiting for customers. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's and so cool. It's so crazy looking back. And I I I'd want to like I remember wanting to go up to him, but I was like 
12, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, should I tell him I want to do music on it? <laughs> like, that is so cute. Could you imagine? I was like, what would I say? That's like, adorable. I'm just in, like, I'm in school. That whole vision is like a song, too. You know, just, you know, the day that I saw Fat Joe, I was like, stop. Oh, yeah. I saw him for so many times because wow. his store wow. was really close to my bus stop. Mm-hmm. I'd see him almost every day. Wow. All the time. Wow. Like, there's Fat Joe. There he is. Oh, After man. a while, yeah, he's yeah. like, Dude. oh, there he is again, right? <laughs> <laughs> the novelty wore off. Now, this school that you went to, was this, you're saying, uh, was this junior high school or high school? And which this was is junior high. Which is a school that you went to that was for, I mean, it was like gifted. Oh, so like my elementary school and junior high school, they were part of a um, kind of a, a gifted program. Mm-hmm. In the district, so they had like sixty kids mm-hmm. test, and like we could go through our elementary and junior high, kind of with the same group of kids. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a special school; it was just a special program in the school. I see. Okay. Um, and it's interesting because I feel like so basically, if you were in that program, you could be on the track to go to Ivy League school. So I have friends that were in that that went to like Harvard and Yale, went really? to Miss Porter's High School. Um. And you just had to continue the studies yeah. and really want to do it. And you right. had the opportunities. But I look at that now and I, my friends that are teachers, I'm like, are there programs like that still? Mm-hmm. You know, does, I don't even know if like that kind of exists anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And especially now with like, uh, you know, I hate to, you know, bring the, you know, the, uh, you know, the pain in the ass uh, pandemic, but <laughs> because of the pandemic, you know, for two years now, plus, you know, school system, everything's changed. Yep. So, I mean, what really is going on with those kind of programs? Yeah. yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, I don't know. No. So, 16 years old, you get an internship at Island Records. Uh-huh. Was mm-hmm. that your first venture into the music business? Definitely, 100%. I got that internship from a a job conference, you could call it, mm-hmm. my high school had. They let two non-seniors attend, and I pushed my way into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like all these different companies were there with like a desk, and they're like, we work here. Yeah. Take our card and apply to have an internship. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going to work at a record company. Yeah. <laughs> was yeah. this when you were doing the the choirs? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you you performed at Radio City Music Hall. Yeah. And that, that was an after-school program that you're doing right british rock symphony we perform yeah mm-hmm. so that's oh high school was lit for me wow high school was cr- i i like didn't go to school much i used to fax my homework yeah so my mom was cool with it i would fax my homework um if i was too busy doing other stuff that's just uh-huh. so wow i'm gonna send yeah. you a fax yeah. <laughs> I would let me just fax it. it and i would um i was late this is such a bad example, but I was late so much that they would have my late pass written out for me every day. Just ready. Ready. Just ready for you. Because I'd show up when I show up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was at the studio last night. Or like, oh, I was working with this person. I was performing here. Yeah, sorry. But I did do all my homework, yeah. you know. I was... Um, so because of that gifted program, I was like, I was kind of a year ahead mm-hmm. of all my studies. So I kind of gave me a bit of leeway yeah. <laughs> to like. She was an exceptional student. Yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. My high school was not an exceptional school. Mm-hmm. The teachers were not. Um, <clears throat> the math and science teachers weren't on the level I was used to mm-hmm. in my. Right. Yeah. Because you were so advanced. <sighs> yeah. So I kind of was zoning out a bit. Wow. And um, I was like, yeah, I was. I'm not engaged. Yeah. 
you yeah, know? Yeah, I totally get you because I it was kind of like the same thing for me. Through all through elementary school and junior high school and the first couple of years of high school, I was in private school. Mm. And then private school became too expensive. And by my junior, they had to send me mm-hmm. to public school. Mm. And it was such a reality check. Number one, because at that time, because I'm from Detroit originally, at that time, they were like shooting kids out in front of the school for gym shoes and mm, ridiculous wow. stuff like that. And we're talking like the late 80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, But the interesting thing was when I got to my, ju- my junior year in high school and I went to pick up my books, they gave me my seventh grade algebra book. What? <laughs> oh, you're it, like wow. it was the same exact same book, junior in high school. Wow, that I had as a seventh grader <laughs> in public school. I mean, in private school. That's crazy. And exactly. Wow. I, 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 you know, for me, it was like that same. That's how I felt. Yeah, it was like, how are you gonna? How do you do this when you've already done? This? Yeah, <laughs> so you know what I mean. Yeah. So wow. I can totally relate with you. Yeah, because you went to a school like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. that's could, terrible uh, though. Yeah, it is. It said a lot about the school system at that time, yeah. because um, and I, I'll you know, it was just one of those things where, um. Mm-hmm. That private school education is really what took me mm-hmm. wow. where I needed to go. Wow. It was an eye-opener. It was unbelievable. It's so hard to get ahead yes. in this country yes. mm-hmm. if you are not from certain backgrounds. You're right. It is, you're always starting from five feet behind yep. everyone else. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. Wow. You're right. You're right. So. I'm looking at this now. Before you're 16, you're growing up in the Bronx, and you're listening to you, you know everybody from, like you said, Mariah Carey, MJ, uh, Stevie Wonder, Massive Attack, Kanye, TLC, and then of course everything but the girl. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that's some serious <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Your musical tastes are so diverse. Oh, very diverse. They yeah. are. I love that. Love everything but the girl. Yes, oh. I do too. Oh, Driving is one of my favorites. I still yeah. play it. Oh, so, so good. I still play it. So yeah. that influences you. I mean, your musical taste. And then how at 16, she becomes an intern. At, oh, for Island Records. At yes. Island yeah. Records at yeah. 16. That was crazy. Yeah. So how does that happen? So I went to that what? job fair. Yeah. And I actually got offered two internships. One mm-hmm. for um, a casting director, Melissa Diane. Shout out to Melissa and um and then Island Records mm-hmm. for the promotions department. Mm. So I don't know anything, but I just was like, Mom, I want a record company. It's gonna be called AR Records. <laughs> 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 My mom got me one of those uh, labelers, yes. staples. Yes. Um, AR Records labels everywhere. Wow. I was putting them all over my school, on my books, everywhere. I was like, hey, you want an AR Records label? Like, I mean, <laughs> it's like ridiculous. And um I started interning, and basically my job was to hand... I had a list of DJs, Mm -hmm. and I just had to call them and say, hey, the new vinyl has come out. Mm -hmm. Physically hand them the vinyl. Mm -hmm. And that was my job, you know? Um, I'd meet some artists. Like, I met Kelly Price. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to follow Drew Hill around. Mm -hmm. I would, like, go to all their shows. Cisco used to be super cool. He used to, like, 
give oh, me advice man. and call me sometimes. Yeah. Um, I reached out to him a couple years ago. He has no idea who I am. Yeah. He thought I was an absolute <laughs> lunatic. Um, but <laughs> I was like, hi. Oh, <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, like it was really cool, you know, but after a year of that, um, oh, and then I used to, I used to wander the elevators mm-hmm. and I would make friends with the receptionist at the other labels. Mm. So I remember You're networking. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Working it. Working it. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how I started getting artists to perform at my school. Wow. So I would like make friends with the receptionist, like, hey, I go to high school around the corner, Times Square. Like, you think some of your artists will come and make a show? Oh, <laughs> like, I love and that. And they did. So um, I, I got like different artists to come perform at the school and I'd put together like some girls and like, you know, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying to create some kind of but vibe. But you were producing. I mean, she yeah. was like producing. Yeah, you're producing. You're yeah. producing. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who was on when you were at Island? Who was like the roster? Who was the hot roster at that time? It um it was definitely Drew Hill, mm-hmm. Kelly Price, mm-hmm. um, Luke raised mm-hmm. raised the roof. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Hawk Islam, I think, was like the president. Okay. Um, Stanley Brown was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really into Drew like boy bands at the time, yeah. so like mm-hmm. Drew Hill. Yeah. NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Like, uh, I was really into that yeah. era. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I was excited to, like, you know, be at a label that they were signed to. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How exciting. Yeah. And great music, man. That is great. Great All music. boy bands. Yeah, that is great. That is great. So, after Island, what's your next step in the music business? So, what was your next real pivotal thing that, that, yeah, so after Island, um, I was like 16, blah, blah. I did a year there, and I realized I don't want to ever work at a record company. Mm. It's boring for me, and I wanted to stick to creative. Yeah. So I kept, you know, singing. I was like, joined more choirs, did more performing, blah, blah, blah. And um, applied to some music schools, and uh, actually got a inter- I, I got a job for the production company, which which put together the British Rock Symphony. I used to work for David Fishoff, who also does the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he also runs that. And uh, that's so interesting. But um, yeah, so after that, I applied to a few colleges. Mm-hmm. And I was going to go to on- Oneonta for music business. Mm-hmm. And at the very last minute, I changed my mind. And uh, I actually had a boyfriend who was going to go with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going anymore. It's like, yeah. <laughs> was that the end of the relationship? Absolutely. Too? Oh, Absolutely. Man. Uh, I think he hates me forever. Um, yeah. So I changed my mind, didn't go. And I was like, I need to stay in the city mm-hmm. and I'm going to just try a school in the city. So I went to Baruch for one semester mm-hmm. and um, I dropped out after one semester because I felt like, well, for one, I was in the choir. It was really bad. Yeah. And I just came from like one of the greatest choirs. One of the best. And yeah. this choir was like, ugh. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't do it. I'm beyond this. <laughs> so I told my mom, I said, look, mom, this is what I want to do in my life. I feel like I need to just do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get any further by completing this college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to still be where I'm at now, mm-hmm. just four years later. Um, and she said, okay. That's great, though. She supported you. Yes. So she gave me some money 
for a computer. Mm-hmm. And back then they were like this big. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> got I got Pro Tools and I started recording my own vocals, learning mm-hmm. how to record myself. Um, I used to have rappers come over to my room. I'd record their vocals. I don't know what I was doing. I'm like, yeah, come over. I'll record you. I'm an engineer. Um, <laughs> I, I love that. I was so though. terrible, though. But I was free. Yeah. You know, so like I wasn't charging anything. I was getting experience. Yeah. So um, I think one of the recordings was like in a commercial in Canada. Wow. Like, really? Just like I recorded their vocals. Uh-huh. Right. Know, but I didn't... Like, I knew nothing. So I didn't even know, like, that was an engineer, you know, mm-hmm. and I could have got engineering credit. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. understand right. anything back then. You were then. just yeah. applying yourself and yeah. just doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And those guys ended up getting, like, a, a Juno Award at some point. <sighs> really? Yeah. I have no idea, like, where they are right now. But hello. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hello. We're here. She's right here. Find them on Facebook. I know, right? right? I know. It'd be so crazy. It was, like, so 20 years ago. Um, so, yeah, I was... I just... Stopped, Dove into it. Um, yeah. I was in a girl group mm-hmm. for about mm-hmm. four or five years, um, and then after the after we broke up, I was in a band. Okay, mm-hmm. and I was a lead singer in a band. We worked with Swiss Beats for some time, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and we performed all over like the tri-state area. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to have like a residency in the uh, West Village. Mm-hmm. I used to hang out with like tons of comedians because yeah. we'd always be like in that area next to the Comedy Cellar. Yeah. Um, and then we had a residency at the South Street Seaport. I mean, we would make like $600 a night wow. <laughs> for the entire band. We made no money. Wow. Mm-hmm. But I look back at that time and it was so innocent. Mm-hmm. Raw. So fun. Yeah. We were so happy just to be together yeah. and like have a meal at the end. Yeah. And a couple drinks. That's yeah. so sweet. It's though. so sweet. Yeah. And you like that would never fly now. You know, right. Like, <laughs> right. like right. You'll never get that kind of like innocence back. Yeah. And it's it was I look back and I'm like, I'm so glad I had those moments. Yeah. It was right. really special. Um, is this around the time that you start working uh, you co-write with Estelle? The artist this was, Estelle? Uh, not too far from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Around towards the end of that, somewhere in the middle of the year, yeah. That's mm-hmm. when I guess I, I rec- recorded with Estelle and mm-hmm. um this other artist, Eva Simmons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I still didn't know what I was doing. Like, what's really funny is the first artist I ever cut a song with was Lisa Lisa. Oh. Oh, wow. And I was 18. Wow. Yeah. Can you believe that? That is great. Now, so I wrote a song out of high school with Todd Terry. Todd Terry, yes. Todd Terry. And Lisa Lisa came by and she was like, I want to record your song. I didn't know how to record her. I didn't know how to produce her vocal. I didn't know how to do any. I never recorded anyone. She's I, like, yeah, come on. Yeah. Come over here. Come on. I could barely record my, like, I needed a lot of coaching to, for someone to record me. Yeah. Wow. But she came by and we recorded her. You know, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> but thank you for coming by. Like, <laughs> Did the, and the song came out? No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. That was just the first time I've ever, like, was in a studio with wow. an artist, was Lisa Lisa. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that great? I mean, That's you know, great. you get to go and, with an 80s pop legend yeah, who's legend. still working she's today. Yeah, I, mean, I just still... met Lisa Lisa for yeah. the first time maybe two months ago. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So wow. She's the first artist I ever worked with. I don't I I have never I haven't seen her since. Really? Mm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Might have to reunite wow. you two. Well, together. Lisa, if yeah. you're watching, we love yeah. you. Autumn's here. Hi. Shout <laughs> <out>. <laughs> um let me ask you a question. This is this is this is uh one that I like to ask members that have been in girl groups. How was that dynamic for you? 
Mm-hmm. Well, I was the leader. Uh-huh. I've always, so I was always like a very, we got to do this, you know, like mm-hmm. let's, let's group together, blah, mm-hmm. blah. So like I kind of, the girl, the girl group had many members. Okay. So we kept changing and changing mm-hmm. and changing. We did kind of have a core group. Mm-hmm. What was the name of the group? It's so many names. That was the other problem. We were called like Three Wishes. We were called Pure. We were called, I don't know, a bunch of other names. Okay. We were four. Mm-hmm. Then we were three. Then we were two. Oh. Okay. And then it was one. Okay. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, it, it it revolved a lot. And, you know, it, it's, a t- it's a tough age being like 18, mm-hmm. 19, 20. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of growing happening mm-hmm. and, you know, we didn't have any money and like, it was just a really tough time and um, we didn't survive that era, but yeah. we, but it was a lot of learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't writing our own songs yet. I wasn't a good songwriter. Mm-hmm. We were just, but I learned a lot about recording and, mm-hmm. you know, working with writers and working with producers and mm-hmm. how, about recording harmonies and yeah. how to stack your voice and so many recording techniques and mm-hmm. you know um we had a we had a, a guy who coached us for a while um and he coached the jacksons mm. oh so that's exciting yeah so he was heavily jackson uh, energy right yeah. um which was great but then i used to kind of sing like that mm-hmm. like michael like mm-hmm. uh, like everything like, ah, like uh-huh. <laughs> and I had to unlearn it because uh-huh. it was so overboard. Yeah. Um, but you know, <laughs> he's it. still one of my favorite artists of all time. And I, I do hear a lot of that influence in my writing mm-hmm. to this day. But um, yeah, it was so much training. Like I had to work walk around with a metronome because mm-hmm. my timing was so poor. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like I had to learn timing, I had to learn pitch, I had to learn everything. Nothing came natural to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just kind of what you have to do, you know, if you right. If you want this to happen for you, oh, the girl group, That's right. man. That's right. It's always tough, women. So after Lisa, Lisa did kind of like the song, songwriting. Did songwriting really take off for you, or was mm-hmm. it um, artist, no. or was it nothing took off for me? Okay. I mean, <laughs> after that. I didn't. I didn't get uh, my break, mm-hmm. and I'll say break meaning I could quit my job. That's what I consider right. a break, mm-hmm. right? Because I was selling shoes. Right. I didn't get my break for ten years after Lisa Lisa. Mm-hmm. So after that, I did the girl group. Mm-hmm. I did my own band. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was a working artist in New yeah. York. I sang voice. I did yeah. voiceovers. I did jingles. I did whatever. I sang demos for people. Yeah. Any you know? jingle we may know. Uh, no, probably oh. not. I don't know. I don't know. It was so long ago. Um, like Garnier Fructis things or whatever. Yeah. Um, it was so long ago. And like, you know, that's how you survive. You that's do, right. You do BVs on, on Letterman, BVs on, mm-hmm. you know, Fallon and all these shows. You sing with different bands. Mm-hmm. And then you do your own music. Um, but um, it was just like a constant hustle. Yep. Basically, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the industry, boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the industry you... You know, when you, I totally agree that when you get to the point where your creativity and your talent will pay you, Mm -hmm. then that's when you've got your break. Because other than that, if you have to have that nine to five job and if you, exactly, you know, then you're still, you're still in the rat race. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's kind of going backwards now though. Cause like I was talking to a friend and, um, a lot of, 
professional songwriters with massive hits mm-hmm. are having working jobs now yeah. mm-hmm. because of, you know, how music is monetized mm-hmm. and a lot of people are not making money. Right. So it's crazy. Like this is kind of the first time in history where like you could have a current hit mm-hmm. and have a job. Yeah. I've, it's like never happened before like this. Yeah. Right. What do you think uh, pushed the industry to become this way now? Technology mm-hmm. uh, mixed with uh, outdated laws. Mm-hmm. And people not taking into account the people making the music mm-hmm. and how they're affected by mm-hmm. these things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, that's scary. I mean, when you Still really very industry controlled. Mm-hmm. Like the wild, wild west still. Yeah. Oh, more than ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You start looking at the union letters that I get, right? They're like, hey, you know, what about if you sign for this? And what if you sign for that? You know, it's so, I mean, there's just so many different choices and it's so confusing sometimes. And it's so, you just don't really trust anybody anymore. We don't even have a union. <laughs> How about that? We're not allowed to have one. Why? What is that? It's, you know, it's like a CGI artists. They're not allowed to have a union, and a lot of CGI artists that are out of the country, U.S. Hmm. They're use they're you know a lot of CGI artists in the U.S. lose their jobs to CGI artists in other countries, and they don't even pay minimum wage. What? And these are huge studios. There's what? No, there's no union. Yep, they're not paid minimum wage overseas. Yeah, a lot of smaller countries to make the CGI world. art. Yeah, that's so hard to do. Yeah, I know. I know people in Vancouver that are doing the CGI art spend, you know, 12, 13 hours a day indoors, have to get sun lamps to do the art. And, you know, they're barely making minimum wage in Vancouver, no union, and they're afraid to speak up because they'll lose their jobs. Well, so the same, you know, you got to speak up. Yeah. It's just the same with, you know, you not having a union. And it's just like, we're, we're now 2022. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, the industry just in general is mm-hmm. hard. It's hard. Uh, mm-hmm. It's hard. You know, a lot of a lot of people think that it's all glitz and glamour, or that if you have the fame, you have the fortune. No. And it, it okay, <laughs> and it's never, you know, um, um, when my mom was singing in Funkadelic back in the seventies, and at the time they were the biggest black group in the world. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And. Um, you know, it was like nobody had money. There was no no kind of protection. And even when that ended, you know, she never really made a living mm. at being an artist and a songwriter and, mm-hmm. and, and, and those kind of things. So, yeah, it's... The, the fact that, though, that kind of stuff is still going on now is it's, it's disheartening. You know, that people are using because mm-hmm. it really is um, exploiting others' talent. 100%. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, the, the people that are with the talent are very low on the totem pole as far as reaping the benefit mm-hmm. of what they created. So, yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. People got to speak out, though. That's right. They got to say something. You got to realize that. You know, whatever you're doing is bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And if you want this to continue um, and for other people to have a livelihood doing this, you have got to speak out or the, it won't exist. Like 
art can only exist for people of privileged backgrounds. Yeah. And if if only people who come from money can afford to make art, it's going to become something that's going to lose a lot of culture. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's so important that people do speak out and they have faith in themselves. You, you yeah. have to have like, you have to have some, whether it's God or something that mm-hmm. just tells you like you, you are a value, you are, you are important, you matter. Mm-hmm. Your art is, needs to be here. Yeah. Like you got to speak from that point of view. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so important. Right. Like that's why when I speak out, I'm like, I don't have any fear. Right. Because God gave me whatever I have. That's Amen. right. You know what I mean? And like no man can take that away. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I know that. So like I have to do what's best for the community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so far so good. And that's the activist. Right. <laughs> yeah, the activists. And it's women like you that are breaking, you know, down the barriers and opening up doors uh, for the younger up and coming. Yeah. Uh, there's an artist that I'm following right now uh, from England, Youngblood, and his message, like you're saying, especially with, you know, the gun laws and lack thereof, he he was on stage, and you just have to see what he put on Instagram. I was just, like, mesmerized. Wow. And he just had thousands. It looked like thousands of kids listening. And he said, you're the future. We have to make changes now. I was like, <gasps> I love that. Oh, you got to watch that. That guy's really something yeah. else. His kid. I'm gonna He's watch like it. Hard rock. Yeah. Well, you know, artists like yourself that speak out make it that much um, realistic for the entertainment business's playing field to be a little fairer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's never been fair. No. And it's not going to be. No. Right. <laughs> you know, but 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 people like yourself that speak out, mm-hmm. you know, get us a little closer and a little mm-hmm. closer to hopefully one day uh, the music business especially will be, have some sort of fair playing field yeah. for the artist. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't mean you're taken away from anyone else. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's the thing. I think people are afraid to speak out like, oh, it means some, it doesn't mean you're taken away and it doesn't mean you're. It doesn't mean anything. It just means that you want a sustainable livelihood mm-hmm. for everyone. And that's okay. You know? It's okay. Like, right. That's it's okay, okay to want that. It's right. okay. I mean, you know, and here we're saying that it's okay in 2022. And we've read the stories of, you know, famous artists who was living in his trailer mm-hmm. on the street, mm-hmm. you know, who wasn't even, you know, given his royalties. Remember, mm-hmm. well-known people that mm-hmm. are homeless. And it's just shocking. You're like, what? Yeah. I just know, you know, I mean, like I said, women your age and, you know, teens today could change the, you know, the mm-hmm. industry so that when you get my age, you know, you're taken care of. Yeah. You know, you're not fighting for, you know, tooth and nail for your publishing and all of that. Yeah. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about your DJ. Yeah. Yes. How did how did, <laughs> how did that evolve? Mm. So... I started DJing because I wanted to release music mm-hmm. without having to necessarily sing. Yeah. I was like, I want to be able to release songs, but I don't necessarily want to be a singer mm-hmm. on all of them. I just want to like produce music and like, this is my song. And some people were like, oh, why don't you DJ? That's basically what DJs do. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I don't know how to DJ. Like, mm-hmm. how would I do that? So I've one of my other friends, Erica Nuri, she's like, I found a DJ school. I said, okay. So I signed up <laughs> and uh, it was started by Jam Master J. Oh, Scratch Academy. Yes. Before he nice. Passed. Yes. And um, 
I went to the orientation and had tears in my eyes because when I heard the teachers talking, I was like, wow, how did this take me so long to realize I wanted to do this? Because it was literally all about the South Bronx, you know, all about hip hop, the people that they would mention. I'm like, yeah, I used to see those people in New York mm -hmm. growing up. Mm -hmm. Where was your know? school at? Uh, it's here, actually, here in, in LA. LA. When I first moved to LA, I went to the school. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, it was so interesting how, like, I'm in LA, but back in the Bronx, mm -hmm. you know, back to my childhood. Yep. And from that orientation, I said, this is what I have to do at mm -hmm. this point in my life. And um, actually, at the time, I was still vocal coaching America's Got Talent. Yes. So it was my last year. I knew I was on my end of the show. I was like, this is the last year I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. I want to focus back on being 100% creative. And doing that show is like the complete opposite side of mm -hmm. my brain being creative. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. a very high stress yeah. live TV yeah. uh, energy. Yeah. So... Um, Boy, that was a hard year. It was like <laughs> working on the show. And then after after we film, I go to DJ school at night. Wow. And it wasn't like just one class week. It was like you had homework. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you had set, it was an eight course program. It took me a year and a half to finish. Um, but we learned on turntables. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a very authentic mm -hmm. thing. Because I, I also was like, at this point of all the DJs I worked with as a songwriter and vocalist, like, I don't want to play myself. And not know how to really DJ. Like, I yeah. would feel, I personally would feel embarrassed mm -hmm. if I just put in a USB stick. Yeah. And didn't really know how to yeah. do it. What I was doing. Yeah. Because I'm like, these guys know me. You know what and I mean? They're like, watching. They, they know me. Like, I, I've known like Todd Terry since I was a teenager. Oh. Credibility. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was like, man. I can't play myself. No. So I'm like, I got to do it for real. Yeah. Um, and that's what I did. Yeah. So um, I finished the program. And my first gig I got from a studio session. So cool. I met, I just met these producers and they're like, oh yeah, we're having a, a release party for a song. And I was like, I was still in school though. I was like, oh, I kind of DJ. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, why don't you play our party? And I was like, sure. Wow. I had no equipment. Uh, oh, I, was I never ask. played a gig. I never played in front of anyone, just my classmates. Oh, no. So I like left the session, ran to the guitar center, bought all this uh. equipment. I was like, I better get it together. Like, <laughs> I finally got a chance to play for someone. So you, that same afternoon, you had to like bust your moves and learn the equipment and yeah. then put your. All your music together and the list and then... Yeah. And I got... Well, you know, in the school, you you, uh, you start uh, uh, building a library of music. So I had yeah, some okay. music. Okay. Um, and I bought a controller, which is way easier than the turntables yeah. I was used to yeah. using. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it was it was a lot easier than I was doing in my school. And um, that was my first gig and I played for eight hours. Whoa. Damn. Yeah. Eight hours straight. Wow. No break. Eight Jesus. <laughs> Hours. Eight hours. <laughs> she was seasoned after that. Uh -huh. Eight hours. And Eight I was, hours. I got a cold because it, it got cold at night. Mm -hmm. And I ended up getting like a cold and I got sick. And uh, I was like sick but happy. Because right. I yeah. was like, I'm so happy because I actually really loved it. And like, yeah. you don't know if you love it until you really just until do it, it in yeah. front of people. Yeah. And I was like, I love it. And then I just started playing for other friends, house parties. And then those started leading to like... Paying gigs and I did like Move Click Go and you know a bunch of like Ooh. LA um, mm -hmm. played for Jessica Alba a couple of times. I did Love and Hip Hop. Wow, a couple of TV shows and um, how fun! I just started playing Vegas and then COVID hit. Oh no! Yeah, oh, no. Just started it and then COVID hit and then um, 
that and then I haven't really actively been playing since because okay. through the whole COVID time, yeah. so many things changed for me as yep. well, yeah. like writing and producing and stuff. Um, so it's just a bit harder for me now to like shift focus yeah. on right. DJing. Because it, it's a lot of preparation. I, t- mm-hmm. I have to take like, if somebody wants me to play and I haven't played for a while, it takes me like a week to yeah to like get all the music and prepare everything and figure my cue points and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, I'm like, oh, what's this crowd going to be like? Mm-hmm. Whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. If <clears throat> I can't really take a week yeah to do that right now. So I've, I've been turning down a lot of gigs um, that feel like it's going to be a lot of prep. <laughs> yeah. No, your gig in Vegas, what was that? before? I was just playing... Um, Little clubs there, right? I was starting to learn the Vegas scene to like build oh, my man, way out. Oh, fun! Wow. And let's ask. I love your DJ name. Oh, after party. Yeah, <laughs> oh, but it's the way yes. it's spelled. A F T R P R T Y. Love yeah. it. Yeah, that cool. Love it. Yeah, it was man. fun. Um, I played out on the record mm-hmm. in uh, Vegas, which was really cool. But yeah, you know, you can always go back to it. Mm-hmm. Can always go back to well, it. Well, now you can go with the bigger price tag. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Now spinning yeah. Grammy Award winning <laughs> after party. DJ exactly. after party. Yeah. <laughs> so I have I had to print this out because yeah, I was looking at your writing credits. Hurts. Oh boy. I, yeah. Thank you very much because And I had to print it out. Your <laughs> accolades. I was like, so, is there enough paper in the printer? I'm just gonna skim through. Thank okay. you. <laughs> And then there are her collaborations. We've got, you've written songs for Alexis Jordan, Cher Lloyd, Chipmunk featuring Ace Young. Oh my God, that's old. Collide with Leona Lewis and Avisil. Avicii. Avicii. Okay, sorry. I look like an L. (laughs) (laughs) Stick Chef. Take uh, Talking That by Cher Lloyd. Red Planet by Little Mix featuring T Boz. Yeah. Hello by Carmen. Oh, Fire by Alexandra Burke. Your Hallelujah, Leona Lewis. Mm-hmm. You did songs for Zendaya only when you're close. I mean, wow. Kylie Minogue, Sexy yes. Love. Oh, goodness gracious. It Pink. Is, it's a. Look at this Pitbull. This, I don't even. Your list. Room for Two, Dua Lipa. Yeah, The Knox. <laughs> Pet father, you know. I mean, and, and and I just love going through this because I love, damn, uh, the fact that you're sitting here with us. We're having this conversation, but I'm looking at this body of work mm-hmm. that really is just beginning. Oh, I know you. that's just beginning and so mm-hmm. impressive. And um, I want to ask you. Since we're talking about, since we've talked about the Grammys and your work with Jean-Baptiste, how did that relationship start with the two of you? I love John so much. Um, So that started out with a song called Sing on the album. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a song I started with uh, these producers, King Garbage and Ricky Reed. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a little idea and I kind of forgot about it. And then months, months later, I get an email back with someone else singing who's not me and a full produced version of it. So I wrote it. The song started out as an acapella song. I just sang it in the room. And then the guys put some chords to it. There was no production. And that's the last I heard of it. Mm -hmm. And then months later, I get back a full 
New Orleans produced all these live instruments and this voice that I was like, who is that? Mm-hmm. Who is that? Wow. Who is this man? And they're like, uh, I think his name is John Baptiste. I'm like, where is he? Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Where is he? Who is he? I need to know everything about him. Mm-hmm. And um, it took me months to find him. Finally, I just started DMing him on Twitter, Instagram. And uh, I fly to New York to surprise my mom for Mother's Day. And as I landed, he saw my message. And he wrote me back. And he said, I just saw your DM. I can't believe it. The last time I checked my DMs was Madonna. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And he was like, um, let's get together. Wow. So, Isn't that great? That's just, I love that. Wow. Yeah. So I booked my mom's uh, Mother's Day brunch close to Steve Colbert. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I brought a friend with her so she could they could hang out. I said, Mom, I got to just run for like an hour yeah. and meet someone quickly. Yeah. I'll be right back. <laughs> well, wow. He was on Colbert. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. I ran to Colbert and um, Justin was like, man, like what's going on? Mm-hmm. You wow. know? And uh, I just instantly <laughs> felt very inspired by him, felt a musical connection. And uh, we just, he played me a bunch of music he had done in the past that he had never released. Mm-hmm. And it was incredible. Wow. It was incredible. I just was like, wow, this guy is for sure next level genius. Mm-hmm. And we talked about like the kind of music we we love, our influences. And then we just started having a conversation over over a couple months of like collaborators, producers, whatever. And then one day I get a call actually from a block number mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> I'm like, <"Who's> <laughs> he's like, let's get to work. And I'm like, it's a Sunday night around six o'clock. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Get to work. Like, who is this? He's like, it's John. I'm like, Baptiste? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. You want to get in the studio? He's like, let's get to go. I'm like, all right. Um, well, I didn't book any sessions because I didn't know you were coming, but I'm with my friend Kizo here, um, who I work with all the time. Do you want to come by tomorrow and work with mm-hmm. us? He's like, let's do it. So we do a couple days together. I think we did like, yeah, we did a couple days together. And the second song we wrote. Uh, the three of us was freedom. Mm. The second song. Wow. Yeah, and um, I didn't know if he had like a manager. I didn't know if he had a record company. I didn't know yeah. anything about him. Yeah. Well, I I'm still going off that voice I heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just yeah. want to make music with this person. Yeah. I just think he's so amazing. Yeah. And um, so we we wrote a couple songs, and then we're like, you know, we should probably just like. Make more songs. I'm like, yeah, let's let's do that. So <laughs> Kizzo and I end up going to New York and we oh, all build man. a little a little studio in his dressing room. Mm-hmm. Really? And that's where we wrote We Are. Wow. We wrote I Need You. Right there. And would Colbert like he'd be like <laughs> I don't think he knew what we were doing. Like wow. um, oh, you know That it, is just so exciting. It was just us. In his room and his assistants mm-hmm. coming in and out and mm-hmm. wardrobe people and makeup here and there. Um, and his musicians, his mm-hmm. band would come and, you know, play all, play all over the songs. Yeah. Wow. But we were just creating, creating music. And wow. um, that's basically how, like, uh, those, those five songs I got to work on with him came about. Wow. Yeah. Man. Life-changing. Yeah. <laughs> after, yeah. After that 
unbelievable catalog you already had. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Bam. I wrote a lot of songs, but I, I, I never was a part of a project mm-hmm. until that. Mm-hmm. And I was always one writer of many yeah. and just kind of in and out for the day. Yeah. But I never had the chance to sink my teeth into something from the ground up yes. and like have... I also like always dreamt of having an artist to work with who had a strong message. Mm -hmm. You know, that was something I wanted for years Mm -hmm. and years and years. And I'd, I'd, every time I'd work with an artist, I'd, I'd ask a lot of questions and I'd say, what do you want to say? Like, what's your message on earth? Like, Mm -hmm. what, what is your, what is like, what's your big picture? You Mm -hmm. know? And I always, I was waiting for that special answer. Um, and I kind of thought I'm never going to get it at, at yeah. a certain point because it's now been like, you know, over 10 years mm-hmm. I've been doing this. Yeah. And then I met John. Wow. And he he was that. Wow. He really was that. And it was it was such a great... What's so special about John is he's for sure the greatest musician I've ever met. Definitely mm-hmm. one of the greatest musicians on this earth. But he has no ego. Mm. He has... Yeah. He's He's so open and like... If you play piano and you're in the studio, he's going to want you to play. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, why don't you play? I like mm-hmm. how you do it. He's so open to ideas mm-hmm. and just a, such a, a a creative giving person. Yeah. Um, it's very easy and, and exciting to work with him. Like every, we don't shut down any ideas either. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. is like, if you say something like, yeah, let's try that. Yeah. Really? Let's That's- try that. Can't imagine how exciting. Yeah. You know? yeah, everything's like great, great. Mm-hmm. We don't dwell on things either. It's quick, good, like a new adventure. Love it. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Record that. Great, great. Wow. Yeah. Great, great. Yeah. You know, and so many sessions in the past, there's been so much overthinking, mm. so much. Mm-hmm. Oh no, we can't say that because mm-hmm. oh, you can't do this. Oh no, you can't play that because that's a different genre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so many boxes and so many rules. We literally had no rules. That's great. Nothing. Just freedom. Free. Mm-hmm. Everything's just music. Like the song Freedom. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's just unbelievable. And I'm sure that there will probably be many collaborations with the two of you. I can I can oh, yeah. feel it. I Aww. can mm-hmm. feel yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Like TED Talks and yeah. go up there and do a song. Yeah. From I beginning can, to end. I can I can feel it'll be a mm-hmm. lot of collaborations. I'm always thinking about him. And yeah. writing ideas it's like a, for him. Inspiration for you. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, like your muse. Yes, he's my muse for sure. That's so cool. Man. Wow. Yeah, he's 100%. That's great. Awesome. That's great. I know where I'm looking at all these cards and, I mean, you've worked on the X Factor, your vocal coaching, America's Got Talent. You vocal coached some people that actually did something off X Factor, right? Oh, yeah. We were just watching Camilla mm-hmm. Cabello today on mm-hmm. the... Uh, football game um she performed wow yeah mm-hmm. and you were a vocal coach for her yeah i was a part of fifth harmony's development mm-hmm. wow yeah see i i'm like yes camila cabello yeah. <laughs> eso i'm always like yeah i know i know <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i've That's... known those girls since they were 15 16 years old yeah mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. so what do you have any? No, I was just gonna say, what's on the horizon now? What's happening now? When is, when is, the autumn row, 
album <laughs> coming? Is it is it in the works? Um, it... It's something I'm always thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it will come when the time is right and it will be mm-hmm. like kind of a compilation. It will feel like a compilation album of different features with different artists yeah. and more about the showcasing of like my writing and production. Yeah. Your style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. With different mm-hmm. artists. Your styles. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the dream mm-hmm. goal. Um, yeah. But not right now. Okay. Uh, it, but it will happen at some point. Um, Diane Warren, who's the the best ever. Yeah, you know? she's so cool. Yes. She's the coolest. She's yes. so uh, selfie facing, and she's always like real shy. And then, well, you know, you know her. And then you see her stuff on Instagram. She's like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. I know. I love her. <laughs> Eat my. I'm like, whoa! Don't write a song like that. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. But she she released an album recently. You know, featuring her 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 work mm-hmm. and it's got a bunch of different artists and I you know I told her the other day like how inspirational that was yeah. and how that's been a dream of mine to do one day and I and I I feel really great watching someone like her do it mm-hmm. um kind of setting the blueprint for yeah. what it is you yeah. know and she's like well DJs do it all the time I said girl I know that's why I learned to DJ that's like right. <laughs> that's right I'm like I know I'm gonna get there though when the time is right um but in the meantime I'm really looking forward to um I'm developing like Four different artists, right? Projects right okay. now. Ooh. Four different artists. Okay. Um, all different genres. Mm-hmm. One's kind of like swingish, big mm-hmm. band. Mm-hmm. One's a, a classical mm-hmm. album. Really. One's a, like a '60s pop, and one's a rapper actually from Detroit. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. he's sick. Um, okay. I'm been working on a children's book for over two years. Wow. Yeah, which is taking me forever, but yeah. I'm getting there. Yeah. Um, I am really excited to get into film, music for film. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So working on the first project I'm doing is a Rosa Parks documentary. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's produced by her family. Right. And um, Wow. That's wonderful. Yeah. So starting the music for that very soon. Yeah. And then talk to a couple other movies about, yeah. uh, my dream is to like executive produce a killer soundtrack. Yes. Like, a killer. Yeah. So um, I'm going to keep going for that dream. And starting to um, work with some different companies on some TV development ideas yeah. as well. Yeah. And I'm working on a comic. Cool. Yeah. Oh. I think that's everything I'm doing right now. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's a lot. <laughs> well, funny trivia. Rosa Parks and my grandmother were best friends what? in Detroit. So no tell me what your grandma did. Yeah. My grandmother was a one of the first um, female union organizers. <gasps> Mm-hmm. And wow. AFL-CIO and uh, UAW and things like that. And it's really interesting because she was a white woman married to a black man. Back then? Uh-huh, in the 40s. Wow. And, uh, but her and Rosa Parks were very good friends. I have pictures of my grandmother yep. and Rosa Parks. Together. Together. They were very good friends. So. Well, we got to make sure she's in the documentary. That would be great. Yeah. That would be great. That's yeah. such a beautiful friendship. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it really, really was. And um, my grandmother was a, she was a part of local Detroit politics, but anything she did, anytime she would like run for city council or anything like that, if she had an event, Rosa was there, mm-hmm. you know, and not many people can say, you know, oh, Rosa Parks is coming to my oh, no. pancake breakfast. <laughs> You yes. know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> Things like that. So yeah. So wow. I love that. I that sounds love like a project. That just yes. that. 
Yes, 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 yes. That's amazing. I know there's, we still have so many other questions. And I have, you and I have a friend in common. And I asked her for a couple of questions. Oh. Nancy Madelon. Oh, Nancy. <laughs> Miss Nancy. Yeah, how do you know Nancy? I've known Nancy for, I don't know, 20 plus years. What? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I love Nancy. Yep, she's wonderful. Um, took her parents out to dinner and went to her dad's funeral. And oh, wow. we're a family, you know, I love her to death. And, you know, I just, I haven't seen her, you know, because, yeah. you know, she's busy with yeah. you. <laughs> you know, she's busy. Oh, okay, so let me see here. Have you reached or exceeded your childhood dreams or expectations at this point in your life? I have reached my childhood dreams. Yes, for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here, you read that. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Okay. Are you satisfied with your accomplishments? Do you celebrate? Wait, which question is this? The last one. Oh, how do you feel being a female creative in music? Has it affected your journey getting credits? Um, yeah, okay. I think I get what she's saying. Okay. Um, being a female creative in music, um, it is a lot harder for us to get credited properly. So like mm. for this Grammy that I won, I'm the eighth woman in history to win as a producer for album of the year. Jesus. Wow. Crazy. Second, that's a black woman after Lauryn Hill who produced Santana. Oh. Right? Whoa. Yeah. It's crazy. You would think like a lot more Bravo. women. Thank you. That's so mm -hmm. awesome. That's so right. I get torn with being happy and sad for that because I don't think I am actually the eighth. I think I'm the eighth that has been credited. Mm -hmm. And I think that, well, I know for a fact because I've been in the rooms and I've seen it. It's really hard for women to get credited as producers in music. Mm -hmm. And I've seen women play the chords Direct the beat, right. sing the vocal, write the song, put everything together, pull in the producer, pull in the songwriter, book the studio. You are the producer, right? <laughs> you know? Yep. That's right. But once the credits come out, their name is nowhere to be found. Yeah. And it happens all the time. time. Yes, it does. Yep. So once I really woke up and realized <sighs> how much it was happening, to some of my friends even, I started calling them mm -hmm. like, hey girl, you remember when we did that session and I was there? You were producing. Mm -hmm. Please don't ever do that again without getting credit. Like if you need me to fight with you, I will fight with you. But oh, don't that's... ever do that again, please. You, you, Your name should always be listed mm -hmm. as a producer when you're doing this kind of stuff. You yeah. are producing your own records. Yeah. And she's like, I am? Mm -hmm. The guy sitting in that chair actually did a lot less than you. He really did. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, it's looking the other way around. Yeah. Right. So we have to stop that. And um, I do think like it took me a long time to get to the place of confidence of yeah. saying like, this is what I need to get in the room or this is what I need. This is what I feel like I've contributed. Mm -hmm. um, it's really scary. Like I'm not going to say it's not. It's mm -hmm. really scary because you're afraid of like, because it's not it's not normal and it's not anything you grew up doing. And it's also like no one's no one's encouraging you. Like it's not necessarily that like your team is pushing you to do that. Right. You're kind of alone. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. Yeah. 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 Oh. I I can relate to you. Um 
Very much so. I just finished uh, my mother's memoirs um, and her female bandmates in Parliament Funkadelic. And one thing that um, my mother did was every, probably almost every hit record George Clinton ever had, the person he collaborated with was somebody she brought to him. Mm-hmm. Yep. And... And, you know, things happen like they got uh, Grammy Lifetime Achievement Awards, but not one woman was recognized, not even her. Mm. And I had I had people because I actually went to the when when 2019 or 18, I think, I think it might have been 19 when Parliament Funkadelic was inducted into um, got the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. And um, I went because George Clinton's daughter uh, Barbarella invited me to be her date because she said, you know, she said, your mom isn't being inducted, but you deserve to be there. Mm. So I want you to go with me. And, um, but the crazy thing was as I was walking in the crowd, people that knew me and knew that she was my mother were grabbing me and saying she should be inducted. Mm. She should be inducted. There are at least two people up on that stage. It wouldn't be on that stage if it wasn't for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can I get um, it. totally, totally understand exactly what you're saying. It's really hard. Yeah. It's really, really hard. And I am so grateful to be on that very short list of women who have this Grammy as a producer. Like, mm-hmm. so... It's it's far exceeded a lot of my dreams having that, you know, and um, especially since like from going to DJ school and like yeah. even learning Ableton and like really seeing myself as a producer and like valuing myself has been such a process. Yeah. You know, like there was there was a woman on social media, I'm blanking on her name, but she's she said she had this whole thing where she was like, I'm not grateful to be here, you know, and there's a thing of like when you're a songwriter, we're kind of trained to be so, so grateful to just be in the room. Mm-hmm. But there has to become a point where you're like valued yeah. to be in the room. Right. And we can't just be grateful to be everywhere. Right. We have to be more than that. You know, gratitude will take you so far <laughs> like right. when yeah. you, when you want a house, yep. you know, yeah. like. Gratitude yeah. is going to pay the mortgage. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm telling people sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm not I'm not grateful to be, you know, in some places. I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to be valued. Yeah. Right. You deserve to be in those places. Exactly. Right. It's right. different. So I'm like, we gotta still be grateful f- for what we do and grateful for the gifts and grateful to be a vessel mm-hmm. and grateful for so many things, a hundred percent. But it's also a business. And right. don't 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 not know that people yeah. are making a lot. Of money. Yes. Right. A lot of money off of art. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we could just have a tiny fraction of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we yeah. don't need, you know, we could be okay. Yeah. Well, I want to, I have uh, my Sestin questions I like to ask all of our guests, and I've tailored a few specially for you. Okay. And so I'm just, we'll do a quick lightning round on those. All right. So tell me one thing about you that most people don't know. Um, 
wow, most people. I just learned how to ride a bike two years ago. Really? That's adorable. <laughs> That's adorable. Wow. What has been the greatest part thus far of being Audemars? Um, my being resilient. And like uh, the greatest part has been keeping my promise to myself mm-hmm. that when I started, when I was like five years old, I said, if you, you better do something so you can show other kids mm-hmm. where you're from, that they can do it too. Yeah. And committing to that promise has been what's uh, had me not quit when it's been like very easy to quit. And so mm. many other things, you know, I could have just gone to Norway and lived mm-hmm. with my husband and yeah. been a housewife, you mm-hmm. know, but instead we're here yeah. grinding it out. Yeah. You know, right. like, yeah. um, because I, I am sticking to that promise I made to myself. Yeah. So, yeah. What has been the most challenging part thus far of being out on the road? Um, probably the same things that are, you know, the benefits. Um, I think it's been challenging starting from like poverty, mm-hmm. you know, a single parent home. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I, I see it. I see it so much more now. Like, I feel like a lot of my peers come from like really, really privileged backgrounds. Mm-hmm. You know, they like their parents are surgeons and this mm-hmm. and that. And like, you know, they have all these things. And I'm 100% self-made. Mm-hmm. So um, I see how like so many people had like such a head start mm-hmm. over me. And there was a period of time where that used to really like affect me. It doesn't anymore. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But um, looking back as a child, I can see how that has been a major challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So far, what's been your highest career point to date? Um, having RuPaul's Drag Race use one of my songs. No. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. So fun. <laughs> I was so excited. Yes. Um, yeah, that was definitely a high moment though. Um, but for sure, like winning, you know, album of the year mm-hmm. has been like off, off a project that I really believed in with the artist. Mm-hmm. I think is, is just, I would bet the whole house on John, like to do something, it's so rare in music to do a project that you like. You really believe in, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like for me, we are was like if if I left this earth today, did I say what I wanted to say on earth? Yeah, and I did. Yeah, with that album, yeah. I feel like I said everything else is icing on the cake now. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, but I I I got my message out. Yeah, and um, I'm so happy to, to have done that. So yeah. like, mm-hmm. yeah. And you winning that Grammy opened the door just a little bit more. Definitely. For the next woman of color. A hundred percent. Yep. Um, if you could do a dream collaboration with an artist, living or dead, who would it be? I'm, mm. I'm going to keep saying it in every interview until she hears it. Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Beyonce. I love Beyonce so much. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and why? I just think she is. she's so fierce and powerful and strong mm-hmm. and she's worked so hard she's such a hard worker mm-hmm. I love her voice I love what she represents she's beautiful she's strong she's just she's such a great dancer yeah. she's everything. The greatest, everything 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 about her she's the, she's Actress. nice yeah, yeah like comedian everything in the yeah. Austin Powers right everything I just think she is the great mm-hmm. the greatest entertainer alive yep. yeah. you know um and I, 
I would love so much to work with her. I've I met her twice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I haven't had a chance to work with her. And I also really want to work with Stevie Wonder. Oh, just imagine wow. if you, Beyonce, and Stevie, Stevie Wonder do something together. <laughs> right? Oh man! Ah, I'm That's putting it out there. Manifest, yes, manifest. <laughs> okay, if you could choose love or money, I might have to be careful with this. One. <laughs> if you could choose love or money, which would it be and why? Well, I've already chosen. Yes. Um, if it was money, I would have left the music business years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I do it for the love. Um, I don't think any creative does music for money. Mm. It's yeah. just, it's too hard. Yeah. yeah. You, it's just too hard. Yeah. Um, so 100% you choose love and usually money follows. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Real artists do it for the love. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Um, so far in your um, uh, time in this music business, what is the craziest rumor you ever heard about yourself? Rumor about myself. Oh, okay. Um, Have you gotten there to where you started hearing crazy rumors and stuff like? There was this guy once who's such a loser. Um, (laughs) Can't stand this guy. Oh no! I hope he hears this. Um, (laughs) Sure, he will. Yeah, such a freaking bum. Um, There was this guy once who was like, he was trying to hit on me. And I wasn't feeling it. And yeah. he was like, you know what? That's why everybody says you pop pills all day and aren't drugs. And I laughed so hard. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, like nobody oh. would ever say that. I was right. like, I've literally never done drugs. And it's like a thing that everyone knows about me who yeah. knows me. Because my father was a drug user. Okay. So because mm. of that, I've never done drugs. Yeah, you're real sensitive I'm about that. I'm very sensitive yeah. about it. Sounds like a sociopath. Yeah. So when yeah. he said it, I was laughing so hard. I yeah. was like, bro, you could have just done a tiny bit of research. Yeah. It came up with anything better. Yeah, so that's the best that. you got. Yeah. Well, he was making that rumor up on the spot. Yeah. That was an on-the-spot rumor. For sure. He <laughs> probably started spreading it, and it didn't go very far. It didn't go Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> if you could take places with one person for a day, who would it be and why? Oh, man. If I could trade places with one person for a day, it would be... It's it's a trade-off between, between Donald Trump, Tucker Carlson, and Ted Cruz. Oh! <laughs> because wow. I feel like all three of them need to be in my body for a day and see what it feels like to be a woman, wow. to be a person of color in America when you have people like them making it so hard for us. Wow. All right. Wow. Drop the mic. (laughs) Okay, this is the last one. Finish this sentence. If I could do it all over again, I would... Hire better lawyers. Um, Oh, my God. What? Oh, Lord. Um, You know, I finally came to the point where I'm not living in regret of certain things, Mm -hmm. which is hard. But if I could do it all over again... um, yeah, I would definitely hire better legal mm. um, early, when I was younger. Mm. Um, I wouldn't stress so much. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm. I was I had a lot of anxiety when mm. I was younger. I got rid of it when I was about 23, 24. But there was a period where I had a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress. A lot of young people now like feel like, oh, I'm so old. Mm. They're 22. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like the younger they are, the older they feel. Right. Yeah. And being more present in the moment. Um, I think I think it's really important. Also, like I regret sometimes, like 
when I started traveling to Europe and stuff, I wouldn't take time to just take a take a train for the weekend, mm-hmm. go to another country, mm-hmm. take a few days off. You know, I felt like I had to just keep working, 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 working. Yeah, that I wasn't necessarily enjoying the work. Yeah, yeah. enjoying yeah. life. Like you yeah. know, I'm like you've never been to these places. Yeah. Like, go see Belgium. Go see yeah. this. Mm-hmm. You know. It took me quite a few years to get to that point where I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take a few days off and go here and go there. But I wish I did that when I, Mm -hmm. in my 20s. Yeah. When, you know, like I remember when I had the song for the FIFA World Cup, Mm -hmm. I didn't go. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to the World Cup. Wow. I should have gone and heard my song. I probably could have got great seats. Yes. And I didn't go. I was just like, no, I can't miss going to the studio. Right. You know, and that's my mentality was so like... You you can't fall off. You can't like you gotta just keep working. Mm-hmm. And um I feel like that that was just not healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. you didn't even really take time to celebrate the successes mm-hmm. you were having. Because you didn't were so celebrate. busy working. I never did. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good that you recognize it though. Yeah, for sure. It changes. Yeah. Well, sweetheart, you celebrate the unbelievable career that you still have ahead of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And um I'm just honored that you are here with us. And just an FYI, we asked her before she won her Grammy. We We didn't want to be like those cheesy people. We we knew the specialness of Autumn Rose. We met her. We were like, yeah, we did. We were like. Through Damon. Legendary Damon's party. Love him. She's amazing. We sat there just like gossiping. And then you'd walk by. We're like, sure, she comes. (laughs) (laughs) She comes. And so yeah, cool. and then we took our photos and everything, and then of course we get to meet her husband today. And yeah. any any children or too much work now? Is it anything that you you know? Um, you know, if it naturally happens, yeah. you know, if, if God decides you shall have children, yeah. then yeah. we're open to it. You yeah. know, I'm not one of those women though that's like I gotta have. You gotta have. Yeah, I'm yeah. very free with life and very right. like you know. Everything that's happened has been like, you know, I met John on Instagram and mm-hmm. ve- it's just very like free flowing right. and yeah. natural, organic, organic yeah. very organic. So, um, you're so young, you, know, you got like your whole life, <laughs> and, and life is gonna happen, yep. period. Yep. Life's gonna happen, it's so gonna yeah, happen. whatever organically happens. Yep. I really do want a puppy still, you know, oh, like we'll see if it happens. Same yeah. here. I've been throwing it out there. I even, put it, I even put it on Instagram, like, I need a puppy. I do. I need a puppy that oxytocin. And yeah. You're a big animal lover too, yes. which is great. And oh, gosh. Yeah. I love animals. Wow. She loves vintage clothing. And yeah. Which is the animal that you want to finally meet one day in Oslo? Was it? Oh, like a baby monkey would baby be so monkey. cool. Or, oh, yeah. I just saw a sloth last week. Oh, oh sloth. So cute at the wildlife uh, center over yeah. here. How fun. So cute. This is so great. Yes. <laughs> She's amazing. Yes. You guys are amazing. Thank you for having me. This Thank really you. Fun. Thank you for coming. Really fun. You can come to over our show anytime. anytime. Oh. Come on back. Anytime. Thank you. You have yeah. an open invitation. Exactly. Thank come so back much. and, yes. you know, maybe come back and do a song or play oh. one of your songs or yeah. just come and hang out. Thank you. Yeah, for the next awards. Yes. <laughs> All the next yes. awards. Thank you yes. so thank much, Miss Autumn Rowe. And, yes. And thank you. I'm Apollonia Cotero. Thank you so much for uh, stopping by and hanging out on the podcast, Apollonia Studios 6. Thank you, Mr. Seth. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank All you very right. much. All right. We'll see you soon. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.